You have come to the right place. Hope you love America. Hope you're tired of the same thing all day, every day. Bringing you a different point of view. Bringing you the right point of view. From an everyday American. Recorded all over. No agenda, just America. Hello, welcome to Eric's America. I am Eric. And uh, yes, I'm still here. And uh, where I left off Thursday was I'd gotten the test. And apparently I have COVID. So there's that. Um, so I guess I'll talk about that a little bit. Yeah, uh, apparently I'm in quarantine. Um, which my math and their math don't seem to match. Okay. Yes. Um, I understand you want to isolate from people, but all the people in my house, I've already been around them. So, uh, for several, a couple weeks now, so I've been off the road for a couple weeks. So, um, I guess I don't need to isolate from them. Um, strange. Now here's something that's very odd and we're going to have to get to the bottom of this. Uh, my son and his girlfriend both go and get tested then uh, because I came back positive. Uh, and both of them had, you know, some minor like sinus symptoms for a day or whatever. So they're like, well, we better go get checked. Uh, both of them negative. So, um, in fact, I shared drinks. Um, I was trying a beer that my son had bought and he wanted me to try it. Um, so... Uh, there may be an issue. Like I said, we got to get to the bottom of it because um, either he's already had it, which is a possibility. Uh, they both got uh, pretty sick right around the first of the year. Uh, had some kind of uh, funk. Um, and, uh, you know, could have been. Could have been uh, COVID. They could have already had it and been be immune. Um, although they're saying, well, you may not be immune now. Well, you know it kind of looks that way or this thing just isn't as contagious you know so it is really strange no one else in the house uh there's two um two uh really young girls uh it's uh they both no issues whatsoever negative and no no symptoms um so I'm the only one um but then again, we kind of thought that uh, the other two had had it first of the year. So, hey, we'll, we'll see what happens. Uh, there's a retest on Wednesday. But, yeah, they both came back negative. So, and, uh, so it's really interesting. And uh, I will say uh, the only reason I did go get tested is because I had some classic symptoms, apparently, that are now considered classic COVID-19. Although I'm not really sure how that's classic because it's not that old. But anyway... Uh, you know, I lost all sense of taste and smell, which are back. Um, pretty much all I have now is a tickle in my throat that drives me nuts. Other than that, uh, that and the depression and anxiety, because, you know, now they're saying, well, you've got to, you know, isolate for two weeks. I'm like, well, I've already been sick for, you know, a week and a half. If you want to call it sick, it wasn't sick, sick. I mean, I had some nasal problems. I couldn't taste or smell anything. A couple of days I was kind of tired. Other than that, I mean, that's it, you know, and I, you know, it's anecdotal. In other words, just, you know, observed, um, observed things. But, uh, honestly, um, really not 
not that bad now let's hope it doesn't get any worse obviously but um you know it's been almost two weeks now since i had symptoms and stuff so you know um pretty much i'm thinking my quarantine ends friday um that would be like 18 days or something from the time i first had symptoms uh, the doctor's like, no, it's from when you get your test. I'm like, yeah, that doesn't seem quite right to me. It seems a little odd because uh, 14 days, um, you know, by the time I got my test results back, I'd already been sick for like a week or 10 days or something, you know. With And I hate to say it that way because I was still outside working. I was still doing stuff around the house. I mean, um, you know. But anyway, I was not able, not able to go back out to work legitimately. Um, which is a problem because yeah, I'm an independent contractor, so it's harder to get, uh, any kind of, any kind of real assistance or anything like that. And, uh, yeah, that's not going to work. I've got to get back to work. Um, would I like to not have to go back on the road and do this and other things? Yes, I would love that. So, uh, just tell everybody, please subscribe because the, the number counter on, uh, on the uh, anchor app does not seem super reliable i've mentioned this before does not seem super reliable i see there are new people uh you know listening i see the numbers going up and they do not match um uh the numbers they're saying so you know it's one of those things i can still add two plus two it's still four it really is so yeah, that's interesting. So yeah, that that's that's my life at the moment. I'm trying to figure this out, and when they're letting me out, um, you know, they're kind of not hip to the fact that I said, well, listen, you know, you know, because the doctors call me like every two days, like, are you dead? And I'm like, no, I'm not dead. I'm doing okay. No, I'm joking. They just call to make sure you're, you know, still doing okay. And uh, so we'll see. Um, you know, I'm kind of looking at maybe, hey, Friday, let's uh, get another test. Um, see if I'm negative now because I've had it for a couple weeks, which means I had it a couple weeks before then. So let me tell you the story. So this is how I think that I ended up with it. If I haven't told it already, which um, was on my way home uh, from uh, working and uh, and I was in South Dakota and coming back and stopped at uh, one of the world's largest truck stops just to sleep a couple hours because it's middle of the night and we had already driven like 16 18 hours or something so we climb in one vehicle to you know just nap and i get woken up by somebody like coughing and coughing and just hacking everywhere i mean it was sounded horrible i look out and here's several younger people um i want to say late teens early 20s you know i have no idea of knowing for sure that's just how old they looked i imagine they're probably early 20s because the um you know, they're far from home. We'll say that. And I'll tell you the more in a minute. But anyway, I see them just sitting there. Just, they were just wandering around all around our vehicle, just coughing and coughing and spitting all over the ground and doing all that. And, uh, then, you know, of course I have to get out and get in my vehicle so I can drive the rest of the way home, which I'm like, ugh, you know, but I watch them get back in their car, pull around and lo and behold, they're from New York. You know, and this is a little over, it's about a month ago now. Yeah, right at a month ago. And uh, so that's the only place I could think of that I would ever come in contact with anything like that. Now, you know, they had 
you know, been all around the vehicle and everything else. And who knows? I just don't think that's where, you know, it came from. Who knows? But uh, that's what fits the timeline. But yeah, I thought it was ironic. There's people like, you know, hacking a lung out uh, from New York right beside my vehicle. I get in my vehicle, you know, two weeks later, I get, you know, some nasal problems. Go get a test. Well, it's positive. Um, but I can say now I know there are people that have a hard time with this. I really do. And, uh, you know, like everybody's talking about, you know, older people, people with lower immune system. I really want to know the true numbers. Because unless something takes a major turn for the worse in the next couple days, uh, this has been super mild. And I know there's a lot of people that are asymptomatic, which means they have no symptoms. And so this is what's bothered me the whole time about this this whole thing was the fact that I, you know, I've heard a lot of people talking about like, well, hey, you know, I, I would have never known I had it, but I had to get a test through this. And lo and behold, I was positive and I had no symptoms. Or, you know, um, just heard a guy the other day said, well, the whole family got it. And, you know, we all just had, you know, runny nose, kind of felt crappy a couple days and then we were fine. And, uh, you know, but there is a very suspicious thing going on. And I will say this, and it seems really odd to me that apparently this year in 2020, when COVID comes around, uh, apparently if you go on and look at like the CDC data, because you can go on their website and look at all the numbers for everything. I mean, they do put it up. Um, you know, we could go back and forth on how accurate these numbers are, but they start to concern me when you start looking at like, wow, there's like a 30% or 40% drop in people dying from pneumonia this year than last year. Well, that's weird. I mean, you're saying nobody got pneumonia this year. I mean, almost half the amount didn't get pneumonia this year. Oh, wait a second. All those just got marked as COVID deaths. Well, there's a problem we need to know. Um, you know, a whole lot less people died of the flu this year than last year. Well, why is that? Well, it's because they're marked as COVID deaths, you know, and all this will get figured out. I will say this. I'm sure within the next year, by this time next year, we'll be hearing about, oh, well, there was this and this was wrong and this was wrong. And it was just like the other day they came out and said, Texas came out and said, oh, we made a slight mistake. There's, uh, you know, 25% less dead people from COVID than, uh, what was originally, uh, put out and it's like well that's a huge part i mean that's a quarter of the number that you said died of corona you know didn't die of covid so wait a second hold on um so yeah it's it's quite odd so and uh if anybody remembers i know most of the people that are my age and, and at least down to my son's age who's you know 21 uh remember sars you know the first sars which actually he got and that's why I kind of worry about him. Apparently, he got everything he he did. He get he get, did get SARS one, uh, got pneumonia from it. Had a rough time. Um, he got swine flu, and that really screwed him up. I remember that very vividly. So you know, when something like this comes around, it's like whoa, it's kind of scary. And like I said, I think he already had it. Um, we came home. It was great like just a couple of days before Christmas or whatever. And, you know, or no, we had already went back. out. was after Christmas. We went back out and we just did one run. We came home for like a week and we come home it was first of January and he's like on the couch. And I'm like, well, that's weird. You know, it was kind of time for him to be at work. And I'm like, eh, he's not at work. That's odd. And come in and he was just, he barely breathing. He was having a rough time. So in him, and like I said, his girlfriend both got diagnosed with some, 
random. They said it's just an upper respiratory infection. We have no idea which one it is, but that's what you have. And uh, just do this and this and you'll be fine. So quite possibly they had it. Now, why I didn't get exposed to it then, I don't know. Um, or maybe I did. I mean, I did have a cold for a day, but it wasn't, a, you know, who knows? Who knows? But uh, yeah, so um, now everybody who listens to this knows someone who's had COVID because I have the test to prove it. I had it. I do have a shirt that says I survived. So um, now I can wear that um, very honestly because apparently I've survived so far. And uh, it's been it's been a couple weeks as of today, I guess. Um, yeah, a couple weeks. I got back from, uh, yeah, I got back from visiting uh, my mom in West Virginia. Like the next day I was out trying to do stuff and just, you know, uh getting dizzy from sinuses being uh, all stopped up and couldn't taste or smell anything. So yeah, yeah, it's been a couple weeks now. So, Hey, um, yeah, I guess I've had a little bit more trouble with it than, than maybe a lot of people or not as much as others, who knows, but I can say that, uh, if this is it and I feel like I'm just about healed and back to normal, um, if this is it, then, uh, I guess most people, especially my age and younger, should just go ahead and get it and get it over with because, you know, um, it kind of sucks. But trust me, um, I've had stomach flus before that I thought I was dying. And uh, and of course, I was a little nervous about this because uh, when I was younger, I had a really hard time with asthmatic bronchitis all the time. It's like get a cold, you get as uh, get bronchitis. Uh, I'd have a bad allergy, you know, season or whatever, and I would get bronchitis and, uh, yeah, it was rough. Couldn't hardly breathe. And yeah, it was awful. So I was a little worried. I'm like, man, I don't want to get that going on, but so far, you know, very mild, you know, just a minor little bit of congestion left. So, Hey, we're moving on, moving on, moving on. 2020, what the gift that just will not stop giving. I'm telling you, uh, this has to go down as not only the strangest, but one of the worst years I can think of. Um, maybe it may rival uh, ni- uh, 1929. It really might. It, it's it's rough. Um, the beginning of the Great Depression, which, you know, I won't put it there. I won't put it there because we're not on the brink of a major depression right now. Uh, we could have been, it looks like, uh, most places are bringing it back up, but places like California and New York, New Jersey, I mean, it's going to take them years to recover from all their insanity and, uh, and you know, most of that's still all locked down. And, uh, so yeah, I, uh, from personal experience now, very personal experience, Uh, I think the anxiety from all the, uh, because, you know, I do this. So, of course, I'm uh, consuming a lot of media, you know, on all sides, you know, left and right and just digging into different things. And, you know, so it's it's like an overload. In fact, to to let everybody know, I mean, I've been a musician for years. I decided to do this. I felt inspired to try to help. get my voice out there and do something because I think things have really gone off the rails. And, uh, so I started this 
the whole podcast and, and doing all this. And since then I've consumed so much media that I haven't even hardly played guitar in months, which I really miss. So I need to get back to that. Uh, maybe do some new theme music or something, something I need to get back to it. So, uh, but yeah, I just so much of it. So I think that fueled some anxiety because you do not hear anything positive and it doesn't matter if it's left wing, right wing. It does not matter. There has been nothing positive really coming out of the whole COVID thing. So that being said, you know, I thought, man, you know, this, all these symptoms I'm getting, boy, that seems, seems like it could be. And then once you get the actual diagnosis, you know, you start freaking out like, um, yeah, am I breathing? All right. I, I should, I'm pretty sure I'm breathing. All right. I'm, I'm you know, and you send you down a rabbit hole. I'm telling you, and it's not good. And depression sets in because they're like, yeah, you can't leave your home. Um, and I've been trying, I've been trying. I do have to go to the store for things. You know, of course I'll wear a mask cause I'd have to anyway. Um, but, uh, tomorrow, tomorrow I'm outside all day. I can't stand to sit inside these four walls that much longer. So not that I've really been quarantining inside the house. I mean, it's not like I'm out breathing on my neighbors or anything. It's just, you know, there's not a lot you can do because, you know, I, I know that I have it, so I'm not trying to spread it to other people. Uh, just being around the people I know that have already been exposed to it and they seem to be fine. So, um, I will be keeping it, uh, updated though for sure i did start to think about maybe i need to do some special uh some special bonus episodes because you know can't really go anywhere but to be honest um you know the last phone call from the doctor i think is going to be friday and then um pretty sure going to do my best to be back out to work next week um for now for now um, really want to get things headed in the right direction so I can concentrate more on doing this and, and, you know, other things and being at home, but especially this and doing this on a bigger scale. Um, hopefully all that goes in the right direction. Just got to get, uh, more and more people to listen. So, uh, always tell your friends and, uh, subscribe, definitely subscribe, rate, rate, uh, yeah. Rate and review, uh, always, always helps. So, Yeah. So we are, uh, three months away. Yeah. Three months away from election. Um, some observations I want to make now. I do not know. I wish I did know, but I do not know where these people take their polls at. I know I've never been called or asked to do a poll. I don't know how many of you that are listening have been either. Um, but I'm working on uh, 40 years old and I have yet to ever be contacted ever. And I've been a registered voter since I was 18 years old and have voted every year since I was 18. So, or every year that there was an election since I was 18. So, uh, they're always like, well, we just, you know, do these, um, you know, with registered voters. Well, you know, th that's where there's a problem. And I'll tell you why I find a huge problem with this. Not only is uh, is it a real thing, but a lot of people will not say that they support Trump or that they're a conservative because 
the media is on all out war. Um, although real life is quite different. That is for sure. There are much, much, it is much different. There are many, many more conservative because most people, most people, especially Americans, most people fall center, center, right. And I know that drives people nuts, but it is true. I mean, most people are not on the left, especially not on the far left. I mean, you don't don't teach your kids that, well, no, I mean, you deserve all this. The government should give you everything and you shouldn't have to work for anything. We don't teach our kids things like that. We absolutely don't. We don't believe things like that. And humankind, you know, you human nature, we always feel better when we, you know, work hard, have our own things, are able to move up own property, own things that we want, especially if you've earned the money yourself, you feel so much better. You feel so much better about yourself as human beings. We are generally center, center, right? That's where we fall. So, um, I start to wonder, you know, especially when you have a candidate who, uh, number one, uh, is absolutely no one's home. And number two is trying really hard to push further and further left and, you know, making all these, um, uh, deals like deals with Bernie and using, you know, AOC to write policies and stuff. I mean, it's just absolutely insane. Um, which is very weird because the general rule for all this is people pander more to their base during primaries because they need to get the nomination. Then once they secure the nomination, they immediately run towards the center to try to get elected in a general election. It's just really weird because, you know, Biden is still pushing harder and harder and harder left. Uh, You could say we're still in a primary, but he doesn't have anybody running against him, which is kind of funny because I did just see that apparently um, the Vegas odds or there's uh, no predict it. There's a um, website called predict it where you can basically uh, bet on anything and especially on politics. And apparently right now on predict it, uh, Joe Biden has a 93% chance of winning the primary. Yeah. The primary, it says specifically, it says even if he gets replaced after the uh, convention, that it still counts that he won the primary, uh, 93% chance, which seems weird because he's running against, let me think, um, no one. He has the nomination already guaranteed the nomination. <laughs> They're still only put it at 93%. So maybe they know something we don't know, or uh, it's just people just really have no enthusiasm, which gets to my next point. There is no enthusiasm for Joe Biden. None. Even from people who absolutely hate Donald Trump, there is no enthusiasm to vote for Biden. Uh, maybe this because he's, this is third time running for president. Um, maybe because even from his first time running, uh, he just lies and makes shit up and sounds crazy. Um, it just has gotten a lot worse. 
Um, he's a terrible, he's a terrible candidate. Um, and that's why the country's on fire right now. I mean, they will come up with anything. Trust me. Um, I think the biggest thing is, I think there is a huge, huge, uh, turning point coming, not just for national politics. It is for local politics, the mayors, the governors, the city councils, the judges, a lot of things are going to change, not just in November, which it's going to be a big thing in November. I mean, Senate house, there's a lot of things on the line, but I think over the next two to two and a half years, when all these different governors and mayors and all that, as their races come up, there's a lot of people who are going to make changes because of everything that's happened in 2020. So whereas I feel the left is hoping that this will scare people enough and, and terrorize people enough and cause enough upheaval that people will, you know, vote for Biden and keep those, those people in office. I think it is more like the death throes of this insane, uh, the insane democratic party that I don't know anybody that's moderate left in the democratic party anymore. They have all went completely to the left. They are all communists. They are, you know, they are supporting fascist groups. I mean, what, what's left? I mean, they support hatred and bigotry, you know, I mean, not that they haven't all, all along. I mean, they have for, you know, hundreds of years with uh, slavery and Jim Crow, but now they literally support it again. They just, and by the way, the one word I will not use and I hate, and please no one use it is reverse racism that feeds the left and people go, well, this is reverse. No, it's not. Racism is racism, period. A bigot is a bigot. I don't care what color it is, and I don't care what color of the people they hate. They're still just a bigot, and they're still just a racist. It's not reverse racism. You know, yes, usually, in most cases, it is a majority population conspiring or uh, prejudice against a minority population. Now, they're trying to stand the whole thing on the head on its head and say, no, we should just hate white people. But the problem is they don't want you to hate all white people because most of the people that are running it are white. So they come up with these crazy list of things that are supposedly racist and white supremacist and all that. And all it is is just normal, regular, everyday conservative point of views or American ideas. So basically it's like, oh, it's the anyone who's conservative. We just need to hate and discriminate against them. And, uh, and a lot of times they're using racism to do so. And they want to turn back, you know, prejudice laws. They want to repeal the, uh, anti-racism legislation so people can, you know, then hire based on just race. And it's, it's just insane. I think you're seeing the death throes of this party because you know, there is no, uh, there is no moderates anymore. 
Not at all. Not even close. And although I am definitely not a fan by any stretch of anyone's imagination uh, of Bill Clinton, but the Bill Clinton running on his platform from 93 couldn't win Democratic primary today. For Christ's sake, Clinton Gore had their first stickers come out that were rebel flags because Arkansas and Tennessee. I know a lot of people don't remember that. Um, but yeah. So, and the platform of uh, that they ran on, there's no way they'd even win the primary today. Not even close. Things have changed greatly. The problem is it's been changing for a while and people go, well, when did it really make the big switch? It really made the big change um, to go so far crazy left in 08 with Obama. You know, he always talked. Uh, he would he would always talk moderately for a little while and then there was always these kind of sideways jabs. Now he's gone completely rogue, completely leftist, I don't know if you saw this. Like I said, I consume a lot of media and different things. And unfortunately, the last week or so, since I've been home, I haven't been doing that as much. And I've got to get back to it. But I haven't been as much. I've been trying to just uh, kind of clear the brain. And, and of course, once I came down with this, I was a little worried and anxious about that. And yeah, anyway, moving on. But uh, I don't know if you saw it. Uh, but... He eulogized a senator who died, um, and he did the eulogy over the weekend. Now, it's really strange. Apparently, uh, the eulogy for this man uh, was just a, a moment to rant and throw out crazy socialist Democrat platform ideas. So what was all said? I don't know if you've seen it yet. If you haven't, you can listen to it. So apparently he said voter registration laws are Jim Crow era. Um, that's an absolute lie. It's not even like, oh, well, maybe something's a little bit true about it. It's just an absolute lie. There is nothing racist and there's nothing from Jim Crow about saying, okay, you have to be an American citizen and have a voter's registration card to vote. And why do we do that? Well, let's see, class. It's real simple. We want American citizens voting for the leader of the United States of America. Now, that's weird. You may say, that. well, that's odd. Why don't we just go and ask the rest of the world who to vote for our president? Oh, wait a second. That doesn't make any sense. Why would we do that? Shouldn't we choose our leaders? Yes. What's racist about saying, well, we want American citizens, people that are legally in this country and go and register to vote can vote. It says, well, no, no. And this is the biggest lie and the lie they've been pounding on and pounding on my entire life. This has been the talking point. It's racist to make people have to have ID. Now, what's racist about it? Well, it's harder for underprivileged and minority communities to get ID. When the hell did that happen? 
When is that? How the hell is that that a thing? Now, have you met anyone? Because I've never met anyone of any color, creed, race, no one that didn't have an ID. No one. All colors, all nationalities, all religions, all class groups. I've never met anybody that said, oh, I don't have an ID because I don't know where to go to get one or I can't afford it or something. I, it just is absolute lie. It's absolute lie. Now, now the big thing is talking about, well, we need to let felons vote. Now, there is, little known, maybe, there is, if you, are con- if you are convicted of a felony in this country, you lose the right to vote. You lose a lot of rights. By the way, this is something for anybody out there that wants to, you know, especially if you have a teenager who's acting a little nuts, just set them down and look it up and read to them all the freedoms and liberties that you forfeit by getting one felony. And it'll probably scare the hell out of you if you don't already know. It is uh, one of the most detrimental things that can happen to a person, period. Um, You know, not only do you lose the right to bear arms, you lose the right to vote. There is many, many uh, privileges and, and freedoms and liberties that are then not afforded to you anymore. But... If you are nonviolent and you do what you're supposed to do, there is a lot of uh, a lot of programs that you can go and gain these things back, especially voting rights. But that's not good enough. You know, according to Obama the other day, you know, well, why aren't we just letting all the felons vote? I mean, why shouldn't they vote? Well, there has to be the whole idea is there are penalties and punishments for things. And so there has, I mean, you don't go and and go to prisons and load people up to go vote. I mean, there are penalties for doing felonies. And by the way, people act like, oh, well, you're just driving down the road and you get a felony. No, that does not happen. Not unless you're driving extremely drunk or high and you mow down uh, a group of school children on the sidewalk, then you could be driving down the road and get some felonies. Um, felonies aren't exactly like you just, oops, I made a mistake, a little small mistake, and now I have a felony. That doesn't happen. So there's a reason. And I know I'll get hate for this some way or another. But anyway, there is a reason. But there are ways to then regain your voting rights. So... But apparently, uh, and how, to me, how racist and how insulting is it to say, well, black people are just too poor and dumb to know how to go get a license or an ID. I mean, how, what a bigot, pardon me. And I, you know, people are like, well, he can't be racist. He's black. The hell he can't. Bigots coming. I've said it before. Bigots coming. Every color of the rainbow. And guess who they're bigoted against? The whole color of the rainbow. 
this whole thing that, you know, they're starting and they are really pushing it now. Well, he can't be racist. He's black. I mean, he's not able. I mean, he's just not capable. It's just it's an impossibility. Only white people are racist. What a load of shit. Absolute bullshit. Um, Racists come in all colors of the rainbow. All nationalities, classes, everything. And they are prejudiced against the same list. You know, who knows? Some people are just, you know, and you can't fix it with policy. You cannot fix what is in someone's heart or head with policy. You can't. You can't. You know, I will say that, um, you know, there wasn't a lot of things. Looking back on it now, there wasn't a lot of things that I really agreed with uh, uh, Bush 43, W. Uh, just because he was a little too... Um, and now the the real colors are coming out when like all of his people are supporting Biden and all that uh, a little too uh, DC swamp uh, legacy kind of thing. Um, just not a true, true conservative in a lot of ways, uh, which was bothersome. But anyway, the one thing that he did say, it really struck true to me was, you know, when he was talking about, you know, why do we need hate crimes? Um, you don't commit crimes, especially murder. You don't murder people that you like. Um, so why are we making all this special designation? Everything has to be a hate crime for this hate crime for that. Make all this special stuff. You know, you're not doing it because you like them. Um, and I thought that was very true, but what it did was legitimate start to erode away with using those laws. It's a way to erode into the first amendment and many others. Uh, to try and punish people for thoughts, which we, oh yeah, that's right. We don't do that. We're America. So that was the whole uh, defense that he had against doing that. And, you know, there's a lot of people today that would never stand up and say that, but you know, I don't see where we need a whole list of extra punishment for people for hate crimes because of the fact that way too many things get tied onto that and people get, absurd sentences for things that are ridiculous. One of the first podcasts I did where they sentenced the guy uh, for like, I mean, he was looking at like 20 some years or something because he stole an LGBT QRA plus. I have no idea. Trust me. They've added numbers and letters of things. I don't even know what they are. And I consider myself uh, pretty, you know, up to date with what's going on in the world. And now there's a whole bunch of extra letters and numbers on that whole thing. I couldn't keep up. I mean, I need a scorecard. I have no clue. It's not being mean. It's just being honest. Um, but yeah, because it's listed as a hate crime and all this. And so they stack on all these years. And now a guy that stole a flag and set it on fire, which if it was an American flag, or if he had just set the building on fire instead of the flag and called it a protest. Now we know he could have gotten off scot-free, but you know, he made the mistake. And as I said on that episode, should he get away with it? No, he stole something. He burned something. You can get in trouble for that destruction of property. And you stole something that was, you know, maybe worth 10 bucks. So it's petty theft and destruction of property. You know, you figure you pay a fine and do some community service not major felonies and uh, lifetime behind bars. That seems a little excessive, but 
that's what I'm talking about. When you start tacking on these these terms to crimes, that's what you get. So uh, that's where the erosion starts and people uh, get really, and it's really hard to be on the right side of those arguments. The way we find ourselves now, this is how we've gotten to where we are now where people don't want to give their opinion because people get shamed or hated or now people are getting literally killed. Uh, Mr. Trammell. I don't know if you've seen this yet. I'm sure you have by now. The man in uh, Milwaukee, I've talked about him before, uh, executed because he was a Trump supporter and he walked around with a Trump sign, Trump 2020 sign. He was a black guy. He was walking around Milwaukee and I watched the video the other night where he's talking to people saying, hey, they were going to kill me on that corner. So I came over here. They have video of the guy riding, you know, riding away on a bike, putting the gun away. Why they haven't arrested the guy yet or whatever, I have no idea. If it was anything else, they would have, you know, have it taken care of already. So that needs to happen. But that's how we've gotten here. And because it's hard to be on the right side of some of these arguments when you're talking about something like hate crimes and people go, well, you just don't care about people. You don't care about, you know, this or that. You're prejudiced, you're racist, you're a horrible person because you say, hold on, wait a second. Maybe we shouldn't go this far. Maybe we shouldn't start suspending, you know, constitutional rights and liberties just because you want to put this spin on it that makes it sound like it's a do-gooder thing. You know, there's a lot of Germans who ended up either participating or just being complacent and letting six and a half million Jews uh, be killed because they thought they were doing the right thing for their country or they were doing, you know, what was best or they believed the propaganda or what have you. So that's why I advocate so much for people to do their own research, do your own homework, know what you're talking about, know what's going on, because people are going to use things like that and like this whole thing of, well, everybody should get a vote. Well, that sounds great. And all citizens that are citizens of the United States. Yeah, they should vote. We have restrictions. Like I say, if you've committed a felony and you haven't taken the class and got that right back, you don't have the right to vote. If you're not a legal U.S. citizen that has an ID, you don't have the right to vote. I'm sorry. That's not being racist. That's just being sensible. It's called common sense. I mean, Unless we've decided to get a new policy and say, hey, why don't we just ask China and Russia and Mexico and, you know, all these other people. Why don't we just ask them who our next leader should be? We'll just have them vote. Well, nobody had signed up for that. But that's the same thing that Obama's saying. Oh, well, you know, we just need to let all these uh, all these guys that just come in illegally. I mean, they all should vote and we should go to the prisons and line them all up. They should vote and all these people should vote. It's because they know that out of the naturalized or indigenous American citizens, they do not have the majority of people that believe in their insanity and is going to keep voting for it and putting up with it. So they have to keep trying to build some kind of voter base somehow, whether that means, you know, destroying your life, destroying your livelihood literally you being killed hey who cares it's all about power getting a vote keeping the vote 
And uh, if anybody had ever doubted me before, 2020 has proved that beyond a shadow of anybody's doubt. And uh, I think that's what's going to come back to literally destroy. Now, when I say destroy the Democratic Party, destroy it in its current form. The people that run it, the ideas that run it, I think they are dead. I hope they are dead. I, ha- I hope that this really puts a nail in that coffin and some kind of reasonable left can come back because you have to have both sides. Both sides have to check in on each other. You cannot have one party, one ideology rule everywhere. You have to have both sides and find some way to compromise. That's the way our system works. So, but we need a reasonable two sides. We can't have it way crazy radical on either side. Um, but, uh, yeah, so we, uh, we got some, uh, nice racist comments about how, uh, we're all racist because, uh, we think people, um, because we think, uh, black and brown people, um, are just as intelligent and as equal as we are, and they can go find the DMV or whatever, the secretary of state, whatever, and they can get an ID and they know how to, uh, fill out the paper and get their voters registration card and go vote. What a racist, terrible idea. Treating people equally. Huh? What a racist I am. What a terrible, terrible person I am. By saying that I think they are no less advantaged mentally or physically. They have the exact same opportunity as everyone else as I do. No extra opportunity or no lesser opportunity. Just even normal equality. What a terrible racist thing to say. Um, And then, of course, we have to go on the elimination of the filibuster. Now, it's kind of funny about that. That's a good one. Eliminate the filibuster. He said it right in his speech. You know, well, if, you know, if we can't get things done, I mean, if we got to just eliminate the filibuster, um, the filibuster rule for all those who don't know, because most people wouldn't know in the Senate, you have to have 60 votes. So most of the time, unless you have 60 on one party or the other, which does not happen very often whatsoever. There is a hundred senators, by the way, quick, quick civics lesson, two senators from each state to represent each state. So there's two, that's a hundred. Now we got a hundred. And so you have to have 60 to pass anything. Um, and the filibuster is if they do have a majority, then the other people will filibuster. In other words, they keep talking and talking and talking and talking and talking and talking and talking. talking So people can't come and take a vote. So you can't win. So the whole idea is all you have to do is have a 51 majority to pass anything, which is much easier to do. And to help with that, tacked on to the idea that we should eliminate the filibuster, which, by the way, I will come back to because they haven't always hated the filibuster. But anyway, in addition to ending the filibuster and making it a different rule to only 50 
one votes to win. Um, they want to add some more states. It said, oh, well, we're just being racist again. Of course we are. We're being racist. We're not letting Washington, D.C. be its own state. Um, that's in the Constitution that it shall never be a state because then it would be the state that rules all the other states, and we don't allow that because it has the head of our seat of government and all the people that work in the government all live there. So then it would be the most powerful state out of all the states. Well, we don't allow that. And it was put forth by our founding fathers that it shall never be a state. That's why it's the district of Columbia, but that wasn't good enough. We need to make them a state. So we get some more democratic rule there. And then we need to make Puerto Rico a state. Well, maybe somebody should ask the people of Puerto Rico. Now it has been a U.S. territory for a long time oh and uh there's many others oh yes there are quite a few american territories but they're not states you have the american virgin islands you see they're not states there is uh fiji i believe yeah it's an american territory it is not a state now the whole idea is just to start making extra states, but only if they are Demo Democrat. I mean, if they're conservative, then they're sure as hell not going to become a new state. That's for sure. But uh, somewhere like, uh, you know, D.C., which is the most Democratic place on Earth, we definitely want to make that a state. And why would they want to make that a state? Well, there's two more guaranteed Democratic votes in the Senate permanently. Well, at least for now. So we definitely want to add that, which no, no, we don't. Uh, and it should not be a state. There's many reasons why I've already laid them out. So that, and uh, he wants to get a couple more senators there, senator here, and that way we can secure the Democratic voting machine, and then we'll eliminate the filibuster. That way, no matter what, the conservatives can never stop anything and we'll just keep voting all the democratic power in and nobody's ever going to be able to stop anything and screw the checks and balances and why not just set the constitution bill of rights set it all on fire why do we even need it because we just need a democratic dictatorship well, that's a problem that's a big problem and why do you keep trying to sell it as if it's something that's good Here's the problem. When you're able to wrap things in those kind of wrappers, people, you know, tend to think, well, well, I guess it's a good idea. It doesn't sound bad. Well, that's the problem. You know, you're using a lot of terms that people don't understand or don't really know about when you say things like that. And, and people don't always, you know, know the reasoning behind say why Washington DC is not a state. So people are like, well, well, you know, maybe that's not a bad thing. Maybe that doesn't sound so bad, but you need someone like me or, you know, like some of these people to get out here and translate it into just plain English and say, well, what if somebody came up and said, well, what we really need is a dictator and a one party system that can just do whatever they want and no checks and balances on it. And we're going to lower it to where you don't have to work with the other side to get 60 votes and pass something whatever we want to do, we just want to be able to do it no matter what anybody else says. People go, well, no, no, I don't believe I want to sign up for that. That doesn't sound good. That doesn't sound like America. 
and uh, and then that whole argument would be dead. And they and but no, of course you got to make it sound like it's somehow racist to not agree with it. Somehow you're a horrible person not to agree with it. So that is the art of politics, especially on the left, and has been for you know my lifetime. So I kind of got lost on doing all these different things as I usually do because I am ADD as as hell. Um, I was talking about the enthusiasm. Now, this is only observed, as I always tell people, uh, I guess it's anecdotal. And uh, for people who hear this, let me break this down real quick and then I'll make the point. People will say, well, it's not real evidence. That's just anecdotal. And a lot of people don't understand what that means, especially when they're talking about stuff like COVID. All right. Or should I call it the real disease? SARS-CoV-2, because we already had SARS-CoV-1. All right. Anywho, let me break it down real quick. It's it's kind of confusing for some people. Um, the whole thing about anecdotal is just that this is one person's observation. All right. So, for example, if, you know, you have a doctor and he has say 100 patients and he gives them all this medicine and they all have this one disease or virus or sickness of some kind and he gives them this one pill and say out of the 195 get better five of them you know don't do as well then he'll say well hey this pill really helps with this illness I've observed that this is my evidence. I observed this happen. This is what I gave these people. And people say, well, that's anecdotal evidence. Okay. Now, what they mean by uh what they mean by that is it wasn't a controlled experiment. The difference being is if you have a controlled experiment, you know these people, you get their entire history, you know exactly what all they're taking, and you make sure it's all exactly uniform. They don't take anything else extra. They don't you know, they're all in a controlled environment. Uh, they all live in the same places, around the same things, eat the same thing kind of things. You know, it's that kind of, you know, no other medications were added, all that. And they get this kind of medication and see what happens. Okay. That's the two different ways to do this. Um, so that's what they call anecdotal. Now, is anecdotal evidence uh, pretty good? I feel that it is because if you observe things, um, you know, that's the way, that's the first premise in science is what can you see smell touch hear, you know all that what do you observe happening um apparently we've lost that somehow and i can go on and on and on about that <laughs> in so many in so many facets of life we have lost the uh, basic scientific method of observation and what we know to be true and what we observe to be true but hey they want you to forget all that now, back to my anecdotal evidence. All right, so I was living in this same area uh, in 2016 for the election. And, uh, you know, driving around, shopping, going back and forth to work, all that sort of thing, I saw all the signs everywhere. Okay? And there was a ton of Hillary signs, and there were a ton of Trump signs, and there were some Bernie signs. Okay. So this year rolls around. 
And people say, well, you know, it's COVID. Well, I don't buy that because people have been home and people are probably more passionate about this thing uh, this year probably than ever because it's, everything's polarized. Everything is about politics. Um, and it's really strange. I've driven through probably a quarter of the country in the last six months. At least a, a fourth of the country, you know, passed through at least a fourth of it. And uh, so far, I have observed three, three Biden 2020 signs. Three. Um, I have seen Trump flags, Trump stickers, Trump shirts, Trump hats, Trump everything. Another great example of this is, uh, you know, when I visited uh, like Mount Rushmore and Keystone, South Dakota, which, you know, South Dakota is a very red state. Christy Nome, uh, the governor, she's awesome. I think she's great. She's an awesome governor. I wish we could, uh, you know, clone her a few times and uh, put her in some other states because she does an awesome job. She's really good. And she's done a great job with, uh, you know, the whole COVID thing. And she never locked down and not everybody in South Dakota are dead or dying or any of that. So, Hey, that's anecdotal. That's not, that's not, you know, clinic. It's just anecdotal. Yeah. It's what I witnessed. And so, Hey, um, and another thing I witnessed was the fact that I was there for the whole time of the COVID crisis. And I didn't, I didn't get COVID. I came home to Michigan and somehow in that span of time, I got it. Huh? And everybody here was locked down locked down like like crazy everything was locked down and and everything was supposed to be kept under wraps and apparently it didn't work but there where nobody was locked down uh didn't get it hmm. anecdotal evidence people just saying um but i'm seeing a lot of enthusiasm for trump even though there are a lot of people that don't feel comfortable even saying it and i'm still seeing it everywhere and i don't think anyone's scared to I mean obviously people aren't scared to be on the left I mean look at Portland Seattle New York Minneapolis I mean St. Louis Baltimore I mean these people don't seem to uh, I mean they're willing to kick down doors beat people stab people shoot people uh, burn entire cities down so I don't think people are too weird worried about being on the left and if you hear all the drivel that comes out of the NBA NFL Hollywood I mean it's terrible I can't even watch sports anymore I can't. I mean, the last thing I want to do is sit and watch. I mean, I just can't even imagine it. I won't watch the NBA. Absolutely will not. Now, I played basketball when I was in school a little bit. I loved basketball. I still love playing basketball. I'm a short white guy, so, you know, didn't have aspirations for the NBA. But still, I like the game. And, uh... I grew up in the 90s, so huge Michael Jordan fan, huge Bulls fan. He watched for years, watched every Bulls game I could, loved basketball, still love the game. Uh, now, there is no way in hell I'm going to watch all these people go and kneel f for the national anthem, watch Black Lives Matter painted all over everything and social justice 
slogans on the back of all the jerseys. I do not want to see ever in my life, you know, defund the police, throw up a uh, three-pointer or an alley-oop to, uh, you know, Black Lives Matter to get a dunk. I just, I mean, this is what's going on. If you haven't watched it, I mean, don't watch it. That's what's going on. It's written all over their jerseys. They don't have their names anymore. They just have cool social justice uh, slogans or save the environment throws an alley-oop to uh, black people are king to yeah, whatever, man. Um, I have a feeling they're going to tank and they're kind of betting on China to bail them out, which I just talked about that not too long ago. Um, that whole irony of, uh, of just hypocrisy, just such deep hypocrisy that it makes me nauseous. Uh, and I can't do it. I can't do it. Some people don't aren't afraid in any way that they're going to be ostracized for being way left. So why aren't there Biden signs everywhere? I can tell you why, because I have a feeling that there's not just a silent majority in this country. There is just a majority who want this country to be back to freaking normal and get this insanity and stupidity back where it belongs. I mean, you know, you can't, we are a free country and I wholeheartedly believe in the first amendment. So I don't advocate that we lock people up for what they think or say in any way, shape or form. I do think we need to put people in jail for burning, looting violence. Obviously they can protest all they want. But my biggest thing is if we properly educated people and there are some that you can't get through to, but there's a majority of them in it. Uh, if they knew the truth, the real truth and the real beliefs in America, most of them would go home. Most people in this country, like I say, are right to center, right somewhere in there, center to center, right. I should say, rephrase that center to center, right. And they want to be left alone. They want to live their life. They want to work to have a better life. They want to take care of their kids. They want their kids educated. They want their kids educated, not indoctrinated. And they want to be free and live in the greatest nation on earth. So keep working harder and harder to get there because I know we can. And I believe a big change is coming. We'll see November. We'll see what happens. But uh, I may do an extra episode this week. We'll see. We'll see how things go. I got a lot of work to get done because, like I said, I want I need to get back to work next week, regular work. But uh, I may try to sneak an extra episode in, just a short extra one this week. But if not, I will be here on Thursday. I will be back and give you more updates on uh, my uh, uh, Rona and uh, how it's all working out. So... Until then, please, uh, like I say, subscribe, subscribe, rate, review, please. Five stars always helps. Uh, let more people know. Uh, I keep trying to run some ads on Facebook and whatnot, but you never know how many people those are getting to. Honestly, um, as we know, Facebook, not a huge fan of conservatives by any stretch of the imagination. And uh, I'll just try to keep plugging away. And uh, we'll see how this uh, all works out. And hopefully they'll let me out of quarantine and I can actually go back to work and uh, I won't have to, uh, you know, sell a kidney to uh, buy dinner or something. Nah, just kidding. Anyway, 
Until Thursday. No agenda, just...